So it could be the second harbinger of the spring in, uh, in two weeks. Okay, so this is the second time that spring may actually be on the way. We'll, we will stay tuned. But what is certainly happening this morning, whether it's spring or winter or summer or fall, we are going further in Der Hashem. We're coming to a very interesting, very interesting piece of the Sefer, where in the continued discussions and explorations of why bad things can happen to good people, we are now going to get into some spooky business, and that is that of reincarnations. Gilgulim, reincarnation. Okay, so let's see that now. We're in Chelek Bey's Paragimel, Simon Yud. Okay, so we had in Ches and Tes a long exposition from the Ramchal as to why the tzaddik can sometimes suffer for the sins of his generation. He can suffer to bring Mashiach closer. He can suffer to atone for his co-generationalists. That's why the tzaddik will sometimes suffer. And he accepts the suffering with, with love, with happiness, and with, with pride and with uh, privilege. Now let's see Yud. There's another principle over here that is real and is, 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 is uh, in, in, in terms of the functioning of how Hashem runs the system of this world, Elam Hazeh, in order to let it get to Elam Haba. So another fundamental idea over here is The Rebbein wants to maximize mankind's odds of getting into Elam Haba. We've seen that already. We saw it many times. HaKadosh Baruch Hu really is rooting for us, is trying to tip the scales in our favor, is trying to give us a running start, is trying to give us an advantage, is trying to stack the odds with us in, in mind, to, to, to maximize our odds and chances of getting into them. Haba. Midas HaTayim Merubah, Kodesh Baruch Hu, is bending over backwards, bending over backwards, try to get us in. Try to get us in. Um, and as part of those uh, that 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 uh, direction and that uh, approach that, that 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 is going into this world of Hakadosh Baruch Hu trying to make it work. He wants to get to the Haba, and he is trying to do whatever he can to get to the Haba. Hashem has set up that one neshama can come multiple times to this world in different bodies, different bodies. Okay, reincarnation, Gilgulim. So we have immediately framed an approach to reincarnation. Now, we sometimes associate reincarnation with punishments, with, you know, uh, it's an Einish, a person wasn't Zaycha to go, immediately to Eilam Haba, wasn't Zaycha to go to Gan Eden, wasn't Zaycha to go to Eilam HaNasham, it's okay, you're going to have to come back again. You have to come back again. Um, you may not be so lucky the next time around, you know? You may have to come back as, uh, you know, as, 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 as a wagon driver. You may have to come back as the horse that's drawing the wagon. You may have to come back as the wagon itself. You may have to come back as a potato in a sack of potatoes in the back of that wagon. Sounds scary, right? Scary stuff. No one wants to come back as a potato, right? Gives a whole new meaning to Mr. Potato Head. You don't have to do that, right? So we associate this with ancient, with punishments. Even coming back, you know, as, as a human being the second time around, um, that's like Nakishmak. But we see it's Fakir. It's Fakir. This whole concept of Gilgulam, of reincarnations, of Neshama coming back multiple times, is Hashem benefiting us. It's Hashem giving us a second chance. Now Hashem's saying, you know, you, you, you may have blown things the first time around. You may have really blew things badly, botched things the first time around. But I, I really want to try to get you into Elam Habo. So, so let, let's punch your ticket again. Let's try to get you back again. Let's continue. 
Because the Ranchal's really, his agenda over here is not to talk about reincarnations and Gilgulim, get us into the realm of spookiness. His agenda really is to understand suffering, so this is going to come back to suffering. Let's see. By the Rebbe Shem allowing someone to come back a second time, in a second guf, in a second guf, he has an ability to set right what went wrong, what he did wrong in a previous life. He can make a tikkun on what he was makalkal previously. Or to achieve shleimus that he didn't achieve the first time around. Here we have two levels in Gilgulim, if we're reading this carefully, listening listening like a hawk, Rabbi Say, to the words of the Ramchal. He told us there could be two different reasons why a person will come back as a Gilgul. One is he blew something, he messed something up, he was made a kilkul. He, he created damage. He damaged himself, he damaged the world, he damaged his soul. And he left this world with a lot, a, a, a lot of damage in his wake, spiritual damage. Um, now that's a, a soul with a lot of damage, uh, damaged, damaged goods, damaged merchandise. It can't get into the Mahabah. So we'll let him come back to try to rectify that damage. There could be another reason the Ramchal just threw out there, which is it might not even be an issue of damage control. Maybe it's just an issue of a failure to maximize his shleimus. That's also very interesting. Meaning we, we saw earlier in the Sefer that um, there's different levels of reward in Adam Haba based on the level of completion, perfection that a person achieved in this world. A person has, has a goal of, of, of his personal shleimus that he's supposed to achieve, and he's given 120 years to get there. However close he gets, that determines his Adam Haba. So let's say a person, you know, here's the 100% line. He could have gotten there. He only made it 50%. Now, he doesn't have a lot of damage, a lot of destructions in his neshama. Now that he did a lot of bad things, but he didn't achieve full shleimus. So if we send him onward to the Olam HaNeshamas, to Olam Haba, he'll get to eternity with 50% capacity. And for eternity, he's only going to have 50% of what he could have gotten. Sometimes Rebbe will say, you know what? I see that if he comes back again, we can get him from 50%, maybe to 70 to 80 to 90%. That's amazing. Let's give him a second chance to get more shleimus. When somebody passed away, we saying, okay, his mission is done. Hmm. For this, he passed away. Yet, we saying this, so how come? We didn't finish or we did something, why Hashem take, we, we die and, and we didn't finish our mission, but he said we finish our mission. Right, so both statements are correct, because there's what we see and what Hashem sees. We see this person in this body, and when this person expires, it means his mission in this body is done. Oh, body. In this particular form, in this particular body. What we see, we don't see the neshama, we just see the body, we see this person. That mission is done. Hashem says, okay, but that neshama may now still have more to do. I'll send it down in another body, in another person, in another life. But how this person who is coming back, he knows what to do. Okay, we'll get, we'll get there, actually. We'll actually get there. It's a good question. How, how, how are you supposed to know what to do? Yeah. How are you supposed to know how? what to do? We don't come with instruction <laughs> you're manuals. you send me like a dog back. Right, or a potato. Or a potato. How do you know? Kartoffel. Come back as a kartoffel. <laughs> How do you I'm know? Right, right. You don't come to the instruction manual. Well, so, so, so the year who goes back as a potato, he's hoping to get made into potato kegel, and, and uh, that'll be his tikkun. He's going to end up as a piece of potato kegel <laughs> yeah, and give him, be given out a shirayim or something. So, so, and somebody says a blessing. Right, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so how do you know? No, Rabbi is asking a question. How do you supposed to know? We don't. We're not sending instruction manuals. We don't have a navi. We can't go to the prophet. We'll, we'll actually get there. I was going to speak something out. Good for you. Good. Good question. We'll get there. We'll get there. But what we're pointing out for the time being is that person can come back theoretically for one of two reasons. 
uh, a, 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 a lower reason and a more lofty reason. The lower reason is you're coming back because you, you create a lot of damage. You have to repair all that damage. Could be a higher reason is you didn't accomplish as much as you're supposed to accomplish. We want you to accomplish as much as you can. Okay, so there's like the Surah Meirah and the Asay Toiv, kind of two different reasons. One is just to, to make a tikkun, to, to, to fix up what you did wrong. The other reason could be um, to, uh, to, to accomplish more. Can I get the tissue for my tissue? Thank you. Yeah. So, these would be two possible reasons why Hashem sends one back. And Hashem doesn't need to do this. Hashem could say, Midas Haddin. In other words, if we're working with Midas Haddin, Midas Haddin would say, listen, uh, you, you had your chance. I, I, I gave you a chance. And you blew it. Like, you know, the exasperated parents. Uh, that's Midas Haddin. Is, uh, I, I gave, gave you a chance. I, I gave you a shot. You had, you, listen, you can't have any tainas on me. I gave you your, your, your chance against Hashem. You, you blew it, you blew it. Too bad. That's Midas Haddin. But Midas Harachim says, I love Yidin so much. I love Klai so much. I created this Neshamba with love and with care. And I want this Neshamba to get to the I'm going to get this Neshamba another chance. That's what Midas Harachim says. V'ulam. However, there does come an end point where we say, even Midas Harachim says, okay, I gave this guy enough chances. You know, they're not going to, okay, try this one on, try this one on, try No, no. There comes a point where we say, you hit the end of the road. Soif Kalahagilgulim. At the end of all the reincarnations that Midas Harachim is capable of giving, Ladin when it comes to the final judgment, Excuse me. The din that this Neshama will endure will be that which takes into account all the Gilgulim, all the reincarnations, all the forms that this person arrived in. In other words, whether Ramchal is coming to, to, as we would say, to preempt, is we might have thought that maybe the way it works in Lambdas is your final, your last form, that's the one you get judged for. You know? You got this chance and this chance and this chance. Okay, we gave you the the fifth chance over here. (laughs) So maybe that's going to be the last time you came. The most recent form is what it has, how you're judged. Says Rebbe Chal, no, you're going to be judged for all of them. All of them are taken into account. Maybe some of you were better, some of you were worse. Some of you were more accomplished, some of you were less accomplished. They're all going to be taken into account. So that's one point, one interesting idea in, in Gilgulim, is that the end, everything is taken into account. Another point, says the Reb Chal, and this is what brings it back to Perik Gimel Chelik Beis of their Hashem, it's possible that a person will encounter situations in life, encounter um, hardships and and challenges in any particular incarnation that he comes down in. That is based on what he did in a previous life. In other words. In any given life, a person may be dealt with and therefore deal have to deal with situations, challenges, and suffering that is being prompted and triggered by what he did in a previous life. That can happen. The person can sometimes, what the Ramchal just told us, is a person can sometimes suffer and ask, you know, Rebbein why am I suffering? Maybe he's suffering to repair damage for what he 
did wrong in a previous life. And that's why he's being sent back now. Maybe a person in his previous life left this world very much in debt, very much in the red, very much, you know, with outstanding chayvus, outstanding averus things that he really maybe did really, 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 really not good things in a really, really not good way and was really not taken care of when he left this world. But Hashem looks at this neshama, this, this, this wretched neshama, if you could say such a thing, this neshama that has to suffer now, the neshama that maybe can't even get in Tehillim Haba anymore. The Rosh says, you know what, I, I want to give this fellow another chance for whatever the cheshben is from Midas HaRachavim, I'm going to send him back, but what he's really doing in life is he, the only way he's going to get into the Haba is if he's able to make an atonement, be mechaper, burn off everything he did in his previous life. So maybe this neshama now, when he comes into a new guf, into a new body, into a new existence, is going to have to, first and foremost, just burn off all the averis, repair all the damage he did. He may have to now suffer a lot. And that may be another way of dealing with understanding suffering in this world. A person says, what do I do to deserve this? Maybe the answer is, you didn't do anything to deserve this in this lifetime. But perhaps in a previous lifetime, you did quite a lot to deserve this, and I'm letting you burn this off now because you don't understand. Shaita, the Rebbe may tell this person, you're upset about your suffering. You know, if I wanted to put you back here and if I wouldn't allow you to suffer, you would be gone for eternity. You wouldn't have any other Mabba. This is for your best interest. This is in order to allow you to get into the Mabba for something that you have to repair the damage you did in a previous life. And this all an expression of Midas Arachamim. So the Ramchal just gave us, by taking us into the land of reincarnations, the lands of Gilgulim, He's showing us another approach to why good things can happen to bad people. Okay, good. Now, does that mean, again, any time we suffer, we can't understand why we're suffering? Oh, it must be because of something I did in a previous life? No, of course not. Maybe we're bringing Mashiach closer. Maybe we're suffering for people around us. Maybe we are suffering for something we did in this lifetime. Right? We never know, like we keep saying. We keep saying. We never can, can pinpoint and identify why but we do know that this is one of the hows. This is one of the hows. And this is one of the approaches to why people may suffer. Again, maybe having a link to a previous lifetime and it's an opportunity to be mechaper for what happened previously. Um, a person will be given in this lifetime a situation. Based on the situation that has been determined to be appropriate for this person, based on what he did in a previous lifetime, that will give him a certain amount of burdens, issues, and struggles to deal with over here, which may again have nothing to do with anything that's going on right now, but may be exactly fitting what he did previously. Pirish. I'm sorry. When he deals with a person, it's with justness and fairness and, and total accuracy and total correctness in, a per, in all of a person's aspects, in, in the entirety of a pers- who, who a person is. Pierce, what does that mean, in, in the entirety of a person? According to how he was treated in all conditions, all situations of his life. Okay, with the Ramchal said, this is a, he's saying a lot over here. He's saying a lot. He's saying that um, everything is taken into account when it comes to judging this person, Elam Haba, and, and trying to 
um, assess his performance level and based on that determine his Olam Habo level, it's taken into account how he dealt with challenges, it's taken into account the challenges that he had to deal with, and it's taken into account whether he was dealing with those challenges because he earned and deserved those challenges and those struggles and that suffering because of something in this lifetime or something in a previous lifetime. In other words, the Ramchal is saying that a Yid who has to suffer or a Yid who is given challenges to deal with in life and those challenges are a direct consequence of something that he's doing right now or those challenges are, are, are rolled over from a previous lifetime that also makes a difference in how we look at it in Shemayim. Meaning, Ruvain created a lot of damage in his first lifetime. And he left this world incomplete. As a result, he has to come back as Shimon. He has to come back now. Reuven has to come back as Shimon. And, and when he is Shimon, so he's now automatically, he hits the ground with dealing with challenges. Let's say he's born Rachman al with with, with with impairments, with impediments, with difficulties. And those have nothing to do with anything he did in this lifetime, but it has everything to do with, the, with how he did in a previous lifetime. And anyone in, with challenges in life, has, his job is to deal with those challenges, and you can deal with them successfully or not as successfully. So you can accept your fate in life with love and happiness from Hashem. You can struggle, you can be upset. The Ramchal is saying that Shimon's performance and how well he does with those challenges is determined by the challenges, how he deals with them, and are those challenges given to him because of something he's doing now or because of something he's did previously that also gets taken into account. What the Ramchal is alluding to is we are more generous in understanding um, a person struggling with challenges that were rolled over from a previous lifetime as opposed to dealing with struggles that he de- deserves and earned right now. That we, we see as more personalized, more direct, something that 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 uh, is is much more in his on his plate, and he's going to be held to a higher standard of behavior. Whereas if it's challenges that were rolled over, although we could say, well, you know, that's meted, that all, all is, is to begin with midas harachavim. We didn't have to give you this second chance, so maybe we should hold this person the same degree of accountability. On the other hand, there's an argument that midas adin recognizes, which is, look, this was only rolled over, so even though we're doing it for your benefit, but but, but we do see an argument that this is a new person, a new lifetime, maybe the old neshama, but a new person, and, and you're in a new life, you're dealing with things from an old life, so we will take that into account, we'll be more lenient, we'll be more understanding. Okay? So that's what the Ramchal is essentially saying over here, that everything factors in, everything does make a difference, and everything is, uh, is um, ultimately uh, weighed in with accuracy, with only the way Hashem knows how to weigh things in, but... Not, everything is taken into account. There's all kinds of details that go into how reincarnation works. When a person comes back in, 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 in a new life, in a new body. All kinds of details, all kinds of aspects. How a person is treated and is judged in the reincarnation. In other words, based on what he's doing now, what he did previously. How we, how we make that balance, treating him, dining him, judging him, assessing him based on now, based on the previous life. There's a lot of details, a lot of aspects that goes into this. 
But the bottom line is everything is done with justness, with fairness, in a way that cannot be questioned or, 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 or challenged. Hashem does it with ultimate fairness. There's a lot of details that we can't track and follow, but everything is taken into account. On this, the Pesach says, the rack, his ways are perfect. Everything that he does is fair. Okay, There's no arguing that it's not fair. But again, the Ramchal is saying, the person, always we do look at what he's doing now in this lifetime, we do look at his previous lifetime, we try to combine those together, and everything is taken into account, but we can't track it. Kach is the one that can track it, and he's tracking it. We as creations, we can't wrap our heads around Hashem's head. We can't put our feet in Hashem's shoes. We can't get to the depths of His approach over here, how He runs this. It's very deep. It's very detailed. It's very complicated. There's no way we can fathom this. This is Hashem's geshaft, Hashem's business. Hashem knows how to run it. Hashem knows what's going on. We can't, not only we're not privileged to know, we can't comprehend. It's beyond our comprehension. That's the real point that Ramachal is making over here. Not so much that we don't have access to the files. Not so much that we, we don't know who we were, when we were, what we were. We can't even fathom. We can't begin to put all these things together. The general principle we know, like all the general principles, we know the general rules. That's the point of the Sefer, to get an idea of the generalities. One thing that we do know in terms of the generalities is there is a concept called Gilgal, reincarnation. It's real. Judaism believes in this. And it's there to give us a second chance at repairing things, a second chance at accomplishing and achieving. Based on the rules, the statutes, the, the, the principles, HaKosh Baruch is written into the Bria. So, that's the end of this paragraph. That's the end of all the Ramchal is going to share with us on the topic of reincarnations here in Derech Hashem. And for purposes of Derech Hashem, the bottom line is the Ramchal is telling us if we're looking to create a long list of why bad things can happen to good people, why people can suffer in this world, even though it seems they don't deserve it, one item that has to be added onto the list is a person can sometimes suffer because of something he did in a previous lifetime. And he may be sent back entirely to suffer for something that he did in a previous lifetime. Maybe that's why he's here, to allow him to suffer, to allow him to burn off the Gehenim, to allow him to repair what he wasn't able to repair the first time around. And maybe that's why he's suffering. So maybe when he gets, says, what do I do to deserve this? Which is the age-old question. The answer may be, you didn't do anything now to deserve it, but you did quite a lot in your previous lifetime, which you're unaware of to deserve all this. And you're here to repair that. You're here to make a tikkun. So the question was asked, an excellent question. So how is he supposed to know? And this is supposed to be to our benefit. This is supposed to be to help us out. This is supposed to be something that gets us on, back on track to giving us a second chance at shleimus perfection, getting to them habo. That's why Hashem sends a yid back as in reincarnation to allow us to, to, to rectify and to repair what went wrong the first time around. We don't come with instruction manuals. We don't receive telegrams. Um, okay, this is in this lifetime. This is what you need to repair because what you did in the previous lifetime. So if it's supposed to work to our benefit, how does it work? How is it expected to work? What, what, what are we supposed to do with this if we don't have Nevi'im, we don't have prophets, we don't have seers, we don't have people with the Ruach HaKadosh anymore to tell us to look, gaze up to the heavens and say, you are here, you are here because in the previous lifetime, previous lifetime you were very lax 
we were very lax about kissing the Sefer Torah when they brought it out of the Arn Kodesh. You're here to kiss the Sefer Torah. If we would hear this, wow, we would be the first person there to go kiss the Sefer Torah. We would hug the Sefer Torah. We would take the Sefer Torah away from the Shliach Zibur every Monday and Thursday. We would start dancing around the Bima, Torah Hashem, Tamima. We, would, we wouldn't let them lane until we had kissed the Sefer Torah multiple times. We had danced with the Sefer Torah. And then we would give it back with love to the Shliach Zibur. If we would know this, but no one's telling us these things, right? How are we supposed to know what to work on? How are we supposed to know? How can this be an example of Hashem's Rachamim if we don't know? So, so, so um, there's a Sefer HaChasidim who wasn't a Hasidish. It was from the Bali Taisus. He was a Makubal. So Makubal, Golvers and Kabbalah, Rabbi Huda HaChasid, who was from the Tosafists, lived in France in the 1200s. And he writes the following. He says, if a Yid sees, a Yid sees that he constantly, still is always struggling with the same challenge. And there's something that comes back to haunt him. And, and he constantly finds himself getting to trouble in the same area. And he's constantly slipping and falling in a particular, in a particular temptation, a particular vice, a particular struggle. He's always having problems over here. You know, in a lot of cycles, good stretches and then bad stretches. No, keep stumbling in, in a particular area. Says the Sefer Chasim says Rebbe Chasid, that's generally a very good indicator that that's what he's here to rectify. If he finds himself constantly struggling with one, it could be two, it could be three areas, but these things keep coming back. They keep coming back. I thought I got rid of it. I thought I worked it out, but it came back again. A month later, I fell again. A month later, I stumbled again. Says the Sefer Hasidim, that's very often a window, an insight into, wow, if I keep finding myself struggling with this issue, this is quite possibly what I'm here to rectify in this lifetime. And this is something that I messed up in a previous lifetime. And that is the way of Hashem communicating with me of what I'm here to rectify by me seeing what, my, what, what, what was really, you know, where, where, where I have challenges, where I have difficulties, where I, I keep stumbling chronically. The areas where I have chronic difficulties are generally the areas that I'm sent back, that, 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 that is my mission in this lifetime to repair, because maybe I didn't set that straight in a previous lifetime. So in order to let me focus in on that exclusively, I, I, I'm given that as a, 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 a personal struggle in this lifetime. So this is what the Sefer Hasim shares with us, and, and it means that we use ourselves as the guide. We are the instruction manual. We're our own instruction manual. Look, and so, like, why do I have a problem? Do I have a problem with anger? I'm always getting angry at my wife. I'm always getting angry at people around me. So maybe in a previous lifetime, I never worked on my anger. So I'm, I'm here to, that's an opportunity. I read myself. I, 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 I analyze myself. Uh, do I have a problem with, with, uh, with generosity? Is it very hard for me to give that dollar bill to the guy when he comes around shul? So maybe in a previous life, I was, I was a miser, not, not, not the holy miser. Maybe I was the unholy miser. Now I have to work on generosity, etc., etc. Okay, so this is what the Sefer Hasib shares with us. And that's that for today's discussion. So this is Gilgulam. This is reincarnations. Tomorrow we continue with Yudaf. We're getting to the end of this a very big parak over here in the discussion of suffering. We're almost... Um, Done with it. We may, we may even wrap it up this week. We'll see. <coughs> and uh, that will be tomorrow. We will continue with Yud Alf. In the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful Gebench today. Thank you for joining. Have a good day. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.